Yeah, you want to have a baby episode? A little... You want to have a baby? A li- <laughs> baby episode. A little tiny one that we can... You know, it won't be as big as all the other episodes. It'll be a little baby episode. <laughs> Do you want a girl episode or a boy episode? You know what the thing is? <laughs> with me, I don't want... I don't care as long as it's a preemie. I'm, I'm the opposite of the parents. who are like, boy or girl, we don't care. It's healthy. I'm always like, I just want it frail. Like... Yeah. Like Voldemort at the end of the movies when he's that Gender- little <laughs> that little thing at the end. That's exactly what I want. I want a little yeah. baby Voldemort. Yeah, Dobby. <laughs> I want my baby to look like Dobby. <laughs> I don't care if it's a boy or a girl as long as it's Dobby. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you get the doctor to like surgically make their ears like pointy and stuff. You're like, I don't totally. care. I don't. I'm never gonna check the gender. I just want to know if it's Dobby. I just want it to be frail and ha- be able to teleport. <laughs> That's all I want. I want my baby to be 90 what? years old. <laughs> How fucked up is J.K. Rowling to make a slave character that can teleport but can't be free? Like he just, you know, until totally. the, until his master is just like. I guess you're free. Like that, literally, that's all it takes. Buddy, I think this all the time about J.K. Rowling, how she's like the real problem, you know? I don't know what it is, but she just makes me feel safe attacking women. (laughs) No, you're right. There, People do like, she says a lot of wild shit. But then it's oh, like, are we being real? I don't know. I don't read the news. But so this is your more your arena. Oh, you're off of Twitter, but she's she's wild and on Twitter all the time. But she's JK. <laughs> Dude, you can't take her seriously. Yeah. Is it possible she was just J and K? <laughs> she was JKing. Man. The whole time. Her name should be LOL Rowling, you know what I mean? Fuck you. God damn it. Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Dave, I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to see you, too. It's nice to see your face, and it's nice to see your murder by death shirt. Thanks, man. Damn. How'd you yeah. even... You can see that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's written on your shirt. Uh, Sorry, I can't see myself in the in the thing, so uh, oh. I have no idea what kind of view you're getting. Um, Tell you what, man. It's a nice view. I did, I did <laughs> it's take... It's a real... Yeah. Beautiful view. You, you like the view? <laughs> I love the view. Well, <laughs> That's what I like about I feel doing this podcast this. with you. I feel kind of Good view. oddly <laughs> sexualized Wh- now, uncomfortably. Why? I don't know. It's something about the view. I like your clean sock. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, check out the YouTube of Y'all Ever, and you will see that I'm still putting a dirty sock on my microphone because there's too much fucking wind in here, dude. A lot of hot yeah, air in my studio. You know you what know, I mean? Windy, yeah. windy den. It's a little Chicago in here. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> yeah, the Chicago city. That's what they I call sometimes it. I get a little deep dish when I <laughs> when I talk about There's things. Too much deep dish in this room. It's so windy. Uh, sometimes when I talk about suicide, I get a little deep dish. <laughs> I gotta put a windsock in here. It's so windy. Um, hey, by the way, you're listening to Y'all Ever. Thank you. Welcome. I'm Dave Ross. Hi, I'm Hampton Young. This is, uh, you know, a mental health comedy show, you get it, where we fucking uh, read your stories and talk about how you're fine. <laughs> Dave! Uh, it's a podcast about mental health. Let's see. Let's try one more time. It's a podcast about mental health. Uh, we try to talk about uh, the only relatable things in life. It's relatable uh-huh. comedy that actually cuts a little bit deeper. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, we do, But we do that in the second What did half. I say? I think you said... We- <laughs> We're gonna solve all your problems. I, oh I, yeah! I think you made a hard promise. Yeah, you're all better now. <laughs> Congratulations on listening to this show. You're good now. Uh, Sign up for our Patreon because you're better. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard that like people will write us and they'll have like genuine questions, and I just have to always be like, I I never said I have advice. <laughs> Like, I have jokes and joke opinions, but um, I'm sorry. You know, this is a mental health podcast, not a curing mental health comedy podcast. So that's where you went wrong. I don't think, don't think I said that. Right? <laughs> what? Oh, no. I was oh, like, no. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, I no. think if you actually, Aristotle, if you could play back the record <laughs> where Dave says, if you eat. I will cure you. If you eat this podcast, it cures Corona. <laughs> Inject this podcast into your dick vein and uh, let it go um, into your brain. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's important to say uh we are not professionals, mental health professionals. We can't cure you. Uh, all we can do is let you know that we've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever? I heard that. Hell yeah, Damn, dude. dude. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I think that we have some things to offer with talking about it. But yeah, we please go to therapy if you need uh, help. If you're, you know, in dire straits. Yeah. How's the other um, 80s bands? I think a lot of people actually would like to know because probably a lot of people were thinking about going to therapy before the quarantine and then mm-hmm. are like, well, now it's just a it's a computer screen. I mean, but can you give any insight to like, I don't know. Is it is it good? Did, I mean, you, yeah, you do it's it. Good. Does it. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good, man. I mean, the thing with therapy is that it's like it's so tough. uh Every person's different. Well, obviously, every every person's different. But when you're talking about how your brain works, mm. then it's like really specific to you. Mm. And I'm lucky. I I uh, found a therapist. It took some looking, but I found a therapist who uh, I work really well with, and um, I do the road. So I have done podcast. Uh, sorry, therapy over the phone before. Oh really? Never, never every week like this. Did you but ever do before. the? Did you ever do the video screen? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like one time, like one instance in particular, I freaked out one time uh, while traveling, and I really needed uh, to talk to someone because normally I don't do therapy while I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. I just like wait till I get back. Huh. Um, hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been mm. doing it for 10 years, so I'm comfortable taking weeks off. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wasn't at the beginning, but I am now. So anyway, uh, I had done it a couple times, the video chat therapy on the road. And also, she and I have a rapport, and uh, we kind of know what we're doing at this point. So it's great. I would imagine that it's difficult to start with a new therapist over video chat. Hmm. However, I would also kind of guess that for a lot of people, it's better to start that way. Really? Yeah, because it's terrifying to start therapy. So if you get to at least be in your home... Oh, wow. I didn't even fucking think of that. Oh, yeah. my God. Easily one of the most terrified thoughts, you know, I had while starting therapy was I have to drive across town, yeah. to, you know, like to go talk to somebody. It, it became like this. It's an appointment much more than just a thing you can do in your house. I probably yeah. jumped on that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I think that for people with anxiety, like. I think for people specifically with a lot of anxiety about therapy, now is probably a great time to start. Because the other thing is that there's still there's also enough of a wall up. Man, the more that I think about it, I wonder if this is how we should all start therapy. Because, like, mm. it mm. takes a second to know if your therapist is right for you. Yeah, and that so would most people so much fucking time. Totally. You You'd just like, stay in your home. Yeah, I don't like the vibe right away. Totally. It's easily Just like, try out a yeah, few. It's like dating or something. You know, like, real quick. Uh, and sometimes you know after, like, a couple sessions. But, man, you do tend to kind of read people's energy pretty quick. The, yeah. The one, uh, I'd say, advantage also of doing home is you can have a flashlight while doing yeah. it. So that way it feels, I mean, you don't need a totally. girl, you don't need a boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just live at home. <laughs> totally. Damn. So you can like, you can be a total creep. You can, yeah, you can, uh, you can pretend to have to cry to just go take a shit. You're like, I'm sorry. This is just too much. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. I thought you were saying the reverse at first. Like, you didn't want to show your tears to your <laughs> therapist. So you're like, oh, I got a shit. But that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get, or you could, it depends on how sh- much shame you have. You could just, uh, hey, take the therapy into the bathroom with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think so now you're shitting and you got your therapist and your flashlight. I mean, fuck, dude. Talk about heaven. Uh- <laughs> if it was like um, one of those, like, uh, webcam things that has like the coins on the side like when your therapist gives you good advice it's like bling, totally bling, bling, hell bling, yeah bling, dude bling, 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 bling. all right <laughs> your therapist is like okay my top commenter right now is uh <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna give you the real good closure but we need to get up to five hundred dollars dave <laughs> can we get up to five hundred dollars okay yeah i mean it's if you want to be the focus, uh, the focus right now, you're gonna have to chip more in. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of cams, but I've seen a couple, and it seems like that. I just it seems like that's yeah. what happens. I just check out the Criterion webcams. I only oh, check too, out dude. the finest black and white webcams that are like real. Like usually they're from Europe. They're kind of artistic. Something yeah. with you know. Death. My favorite cam girl is Owen Wilson. <laughs> uh, yeah. I only... The uh, the Wes Anderson uh, 
cam girl channel is the one that I. It's oh, little miniatures and shit. It's very precise. It's the most. It's the most centered webcam you've ever seen. That's amazing, dude. He he like yeah. splays out his anus and it's like perfect symmetry. Yeah, totally. Everything is all about symmetry. The it's just like a mirrored screen. And so, like, uh, it's two cum shots, you know what I mean? Against a beautifully, like, just bright purple backdrop. Uh, and you got, like, the kinks playing in the background. It's awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Good music choices. Uh, it's hard. Damn, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the dude from Rushmore? Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I Jewish Tom cams. Cruise. <laughs> Tom Juice. Tom Juice. Yeah. <laughs> That felt wrong. <laughs> felt wrong to say. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, Dave, it's time for the podcast to highlight some real <laughs> American heroes of the coronavirus. Oh, man. There are so many, too. Real American heroes. Okay. Wow. That was a good song, Thank dude. You. Nice. Heroes <laughs> of the coronavirus. Okay, verse two's not as good, but uh, yeah, I like it. Hero number one, Gianna Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> and they like they put like the Medal of Honor around her shoulders. Like real heroes of the corona. I want them to give her like a full parade. Like Gianna Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, the entire America like stands up and applauds or crying. Dude, it's so funny that we're, like, now, I'm not going to be able to imagine porn for the rest of this episode without it being Wes Anderson porn. I know, it's Gianna I Michaels, know, but it's like, Lola, la, 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 Lola. And she's just sort of, like, walking in profile while masturbating. Man, that's Walking so by a fucking funny. Magritte painting. And just like coming all over the apple in front of that dude's face, it's, get references. It's definitely like a um, you know an incest-driven porn because like all his movies are like you know father and children yeah. relationships, and uh, that would probably drive the narrative. You know, like I, in a lot, it would be like a teen, a teen brother getting caught masturbating, and then he's just like, I just don't want you to find out my father's poor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, like, the Rolling Stones kick in. <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction. But then, of course, all of the dialogue, I mean, the dirty talk, mm -hmm. uh, all of the dirty talk between two people is completely stark. It's just <laughs> yeah. two people having sex, and they are, of course, brother and sister and there's a lot of backstory and we've seen it all and they're they're sleeping together and they're trying not to get caught by their father whom they still live with who is in their 70s and he is of course bill murray and it's uh it's luke wilson and gwyneth paltrow and while they're having sex they're like do you like that well yes i do i, I suppose anyone would like that <laughs> like um, yeah. that's exactly the type of thing a person might like are I you a so dirty too. girl is the dirty girl the a type dirty of person girl. you would like? <laughs> Needle in well, the head. I always want. <laughs> Needle in the head. <laughs> There's cum on his jaw. <laughs> He's Caribou. sucking a cock. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Oh well, that's, God, uh, that's that like a whole a season's of worth of entertainment on one of your SNLs. That, uh, yeah, totally. that sketch we just made. Hey, Wes Anderson, if you're listening, make it porn, bro. <laughs> 
I mean, Royal Tenenbaums is already a sibling porn. That's what I was saying. Yeah, man. Step it up. Yeah, dude. Put more cum in your movies. <laughs> Be brave. Be brave and put cum in your movies. Um, so Gianna Michaels is a real American hero of the coronavirus. Why is that, Hampton? Um, she's getting us all through it. You know, there's a lot of really depressed people out there. Yeah. Are, is there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, really? Right. I, I guess not. Well, I'm not, I'm not good, done dude. with the list. All right. So number one, Gianna Michaels. Okay. Number two, all the doctors in America. Dude, Real I know. American heroes. Gianna <laughs> Michaels and all the doctors in America. Equal heroes. Equal equivalent heroes in Hamptons, America. <laughs> well, yeah, man. One of them is stopping you from getting sick, and one of them is stopping you from getting blue balls, which is true sickness. That's the real problem. <laughs> That's the thing we all have to overcome together. Overcome, you know what I mean? Um, I uh, One of my favorite things to, to see lately is uh, those posts of people that are like, like, hey, uh, the people that are bagging your groceries, thank them. Yeah. No, I and did that know, the other day, and he, he was like, what? I was like, thank you so much for what you're doing. <laughs> and he was like, okay. <laughs> like he's like I work. This is my job. Like <laughs> yeah, he didn't totally. understand. He didn't get the memo. He's a hero. He didn't it's get so the funny. fucking uh, the letter from the president. That, you know, saying he's a hero. Yeah. Well, the memo that you're a hero. <laughs> like finding out you're a hero should include a fucking raise. Yeah, he just shouldn't have to work there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how totally. it should work. He shouldn't have to fucking put his life on the line for a fucking minimum wage. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's yeah, that's, that's that's like making. That's like trying to kill someone. That's not like being like, what a hero for surviving that, you know, that a deadly assault on your family. It's like okay. Yeah, that's why it's funny to me because All like right. I didn't realize it until I said something either, but I said thank you to someone at a register, and then he didn't say anything. He just looked at me and then kept doing his shit, and immediately I realized like. This guy, I should. He would think he would be grateful if I gave him a hundred bucks or yeah. like a fucking mm -hmm. ability to not have to fucking work here. It's sort of patronizing. Like yeah. it's cool to feel thankful and be grateful and be nice and try to help, but to be hey, thank you for doing this thing I refuse to do. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like kind of a weird way to make not you, not really you, but I'm saying you, the person, feel better. About yeah. the situation is like, yeah. by the way, I just want you to know, I know you're a hero. And I'm like, literally, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to fucking hear this. I don't this. want to fucking yeah. be here. Um, <laughs> just say fuck you. Just just say fuck you. Because I looked at your cart. I saw the useless shit you got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're judging yeah. you a million times. Totally. Oh, wow. Fruity Pebbles? We're all going to die, <laughs> you fucking piece of well, shit. Well, I'm glad I could be a hero for your Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> yeah. I hope, man, if I get COVID-19 from your goddamn Cocoa Puffs, I'm going to kill everyone in this Vons. Uh, I, uh, this is what I'm saying, folks. I don't have solutions. I just like to notice the problems and point at them. And you just described stand-up comedy. <laughs> Y'all ever, ever yeah. see that shit? It's fucking wild. I think the real heroes are comedians mm, mm. getting mad on Zoom. You know what I mean? Bravely pointing out <laughs> premises that have been said before in the 80s. <laughs> oh, man. Bravely. We're so good at that now. There's, uh, damn, you guys ever heard of racism? <laughs> it's not new to me and it's not new to you, but I still think it's great. 
Uh, oh, yeah, God well, damn. people can check out your Zoom shows anytime, Dave. Weird promo. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Zoom racist. <laughs> the Zoom, the Zoom racist.com. There's a paywall uh. for my racism now. Um, Zoom, where the racism is faster. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. So let's talk about, well, who's... Who's a hero in your life, Hampton? Who's a real... Uh, who's a Hampton hero? Uh, uh, <laughs> who's a Hampton hero? Uh, Aside, of course, from Joe Biden. Chef Boyardee, uh, I mean, he's making all of that pasta for everyone right now. Like, no one's even asked him how he's doing. He's he's cranking out. Like, I bought so much Chef Boyardee. Dude, like, next time you, know. you see we see Jeff, Chef Boy, Jeff Boyardee... <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Boyardee. No. <laughs> Jeff when you, Boyardee. When you yep. call me Chef, I, I look around for my dad. <laughs> chef is my dad. I'm Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are we serious? This dude, but that's actually a good point. Like, is that dude a chef? Have you tried those recipes? That feels like something like we could make and put in a can. <laughs> that dude's a chef? Why? Because he added salt and fucking pepper and shit? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he put marinara dude. and pasta in a can this, and now he's a chef? This what is a good restaurant? Point, Name one fucking restaurant that guy worked at. Name, <laughs> I want your fucking number. What's your fucking number? I think he worked at uh, Soup Plantation. And uh, <laughs> the reason I said that is that soup plantation is a fun thing to say. Uh, dude, it's it's not as good as my uh, idea for a restaurant. Steak Schuitz. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Soup plantation mm. is such a fucking crazy name. <laughs> I don't think they know about plantations. Like, yeah. is it is it that big of a goof up? Like, he they have no idea about like the South, and they're just like. Plantation? What? What's that? <laughs> huh? Like, no, it's soup. Lantation. Lantation is what we're saying. It's not the yeah. plantation yeah. part. Well, you don't. What, no, well, it's, it's soup. Lantation. There isn't two uh, peas. <laughs> there isn't two peas. What <laughs> is your fucking problem? You're the problem. This is the CEO of this Soup Plantation. Is, this is so insane. What's your problem? Everyone's like, we fucking warned Fuck. this guy. Fucking Jeff Boyardee. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeff Boyardee is a lot of fun. Jesus um, Christ. Didn't well, you say you I'm had a bit fun. about Biden? That you were that you wanted to try, <laughs> or is this not true? Yeah, that's so funny, dude. Because it's it's <laughs> like I want to pitch it as a stand-up joke, but it's also like there's no segue into like pitching a bad joke. Yeah, right. And oh, it's no. like this is easily just a joke. <laughs> I, like, oh god, I could never really get away with. But it's like it's actually because the news just came out that there's made. It's probably credible, like his um, sexual yeah. assault. Uh, I didn't see that. Um, um, and I'm like it from you, but I'm just I like it. it's kind of like the best guy to get accused of sexual assault, though, because he already like just doesn't remember anything, and like oh my you know God. he's just like I don't remember, and then we'll have to be like that's probably true, like he really <laughs> yeah probably he, actually doesn't remember he doesn't remember his yeah. kids' names and conversation, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like he's kind of he's kind of the ideal guy. To dude. ruin the Democratic Party for forever. I know. Dude, this dude. is so fucked. It's so it's, funny. 
It is so, so bizarre bad. how many people. You know what? It, you know what I was thinking, and this is a cockamamie fucking theory. Uh, so, so whatever. What do I know? But I, I was talking to my parents about it, and they have been Biden people, and also. But my mom is so goddamn liberal. She's been a liberal activist my whole life, like to the point of us getting death threats in different places we live. Sorry and, about uh, this. I didn't mean to. I didn't think I was yeah. serious. Right. When I say liberal activist, I mean she just hated Hampton's dad. <laughs> so like, real heroes of America. <laughs> um, yeah, she was just uh, sending Gianna Michaels videos to Hampton's parents. No. Um, so, and, wow, and I sort crazy. of realized my my mom was a hippie and she's very very liberal and I, and it just. Thinking about them being Biden supporters, I mean, I would imagine they aren't now, but uh, uh, I, it just, it occurs to me that I think that entire generation, like the baby boomers that we're all yelling at now, I think what happened is like, they were hippies and then they had to grow up. And so they poured all of their liberalism into the Democratic Party yeah. while getting jobs and having kids and fucking trying to make money and shit. <laughs> And then, and so they were like fighting for people's rights inside of the Democrats. And then Bill Clinton was their shining achievement or whatever. And now, without them really realizing it, the Democratic Party is more important to them than liberal ideas themselves. And yeah. so they mm. like rejected my my parents. What they didn't like about <clears throat> uh, Bernie is that he kept shitting on the Democratic Party for not supporting the working man. And it's like. Yeah, well, that's what the Democratic Party used to do, was shit on Republicans for not caring about the working man. And now here we are. We're wow. all fucked. We're in, like, <clears throat> approaching another extreme depression. That's a real bold way for your parents to be anti-Semitic. I, find, <laughs> I, I like, I like the, the thought process, they, the loopholes they went through to find a reason con to condemn a modern-day Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a good point. He is a Jew, and they are. He is a Jew they... who wants to give us all, who wants to heal everyone. And you don't like him. Oh, and wow. some might say, you're the Romans. <laughs> and he does have only 12 supporters, if you know what I'm fucking saying. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I really you. do think that they mm -hmm. just, like, have gotten... The Democratic Party became part of their identity, so they're defending it to the death, not even noticing that they're just, like... They just want it to be... Yeah. It, it, they want it to yeah. feel the way it felt to yeah. them when... Clinton was president or when Obama was president and it's like bro it's not gonna happen yeah they're playing like the same like it's about winning you know game right now yeah. and it's like well, that. well you've completely compromised the entire party because that's absolutely not everybody's prerogative is this like you know keeping you elected keeping you you know in power isn't the prerogative of people like we're like is my life worse right now than it was four years ago? Right now, yes. Quite literally, yeah. yes. And if you can't use this as like a fucking slam dunk, like yeah. every problem that Trump has fucking given you on a silver platter, then you're just fucked. If your whole if your whole thing is like, he's a bad man and I'm a good guy, it's like, I don't give a shit if you win or lose. Is my life going to be better than it was four years ago? Because right now it fucking sucks. Right. No, I don't. It's no. also it's just so interesting to, to think up. like the the uh, shining example of a Democrat is like even if you remove the assault from it, which you absolutely shouldn't. I mean, 
we both feel the same. Like, <laughs> he committed sexual assault. Fuck you. But yeah. even if you take that out of the equation before people had accepted that as a reality about him, he already was like a fucking... He, like, couldn't remember shit, and he's, like, sneezing on television. Like, what the fuck is this? Well, he's also, like, advocating why billionaires should still exist. And it's just like, guys, let's get the... It's it's kind of like the message was so fucked up for so long that it's no surprise it was at that level at that point. It's like, you should have jumped on this a long time ago when, like, I don't know, a billionaire became president. And, like, right. you know... Is doing all this kind of crony shit that, like, we already caught Bush doing a lot of this stuff, like, previously. It's like, you'd think... Yeah, but he's we so funny. So, much- <laughs> he's so funny, dude. He's so funny. Dude, Donnie Casino? <laughs> he's so good, man. He's, he's, like, truly, like, a wrestler, you know? Like, he gets the game. He gets the theater. But that's the thing is, like, you have to be like, this guy's a clown. And, like, yeah, literally, remember Biden during that debate when he was, like... His, his, like, wrap-up message, and they were like, what do you stand for? And he was like, beating Donald Trump. <laughs> I was like, I remember laughing so hard. I was like, what a fucking yeah. insane... Who, like, other than, like, personal politics, that is just... who like Who's like, oh, oh good, well, my life is going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, like... Get jobs. And actually, we're going to make it so you don't have to work three jobs. You know, like shit like that. Yeah. Appeal to people. We're going to make it so that you don't have to make decisions for your, like, your elderly being put into, you know, care and stuff. And it's like all the shit that just appeals to the general person. But it's like they. Not me, dude. I want I want more beer. That's what <laughs> Dude, I'm going to make it through. Dude, I've been making it through coronavirus being fucked Drunk, dude. dude there's and it a feels guy, good. There's a guy in Canadian politics. He literally ran on like, "I'm gonna make beer a dollar again." I'm gonna make. <laughs> it's literally. It's like, and like he won. Like he won on the dollar beer thing. He won like all of Ontario, which is the <laughs> biggest, most powerful province. And he ran on like, "You're all gonna get dollar beer." <laughs> That's so funny. Which, what? which, what he means is like the the like the lowest like government. Like literally, government issued beer will only cost a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't. He's not stopping like Heineken and Miller from charging whatever they want per can or he's whatever. He's just saying the government. Wait, the Canadian government issues beer? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think so. Actually, I'm being totally what? serious. Yeah, because I talked to like um, some uh, relatives about it. I think this is the case. But basically, like every uh, liquor store is all. Uh, Government run. Uh, just every, the government's really much more on liquor and stuff like that. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, I think like generally where people go to buy, you know, cases and cases of beer, like there's. Is it the DMV? You yeah. can get like the lowest. <laughs> and maybe it's like a company that just like is outsourced specifically to the, co- you know, the government or something, you know? Yeah, Enron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, I, I swear the highest you're going to pay for Halliburton beer is a dollar. <laughs> And it's going to cost a barrel of children's blood from the Middle East. (laughs) Oh, man. By the way, did you hear uh, that oil stock is plummeting? Do you know this? That's like the craziest piece of news. That's the one where I'm like, it's hard for me to like really think things are going wrong. Maybe because they always feel so wrong, you know, but uh, 
But the fact that they like can't sell oil is like, oh, what? Well, you know, uh, a big one uh, related to that apparently is that no one's driving. Basically, no one's no one's traveling. So the demand just got cut immediately, and like you know, like eighty percent cut out. Right. So it's true, and also like I think Trump did some fucking. trade shit to like try and drive down oil prices and everything because while the you know people were losing work the last thing we wanted was like oil to suddenly be like 10 bucks a gallon or some shit yeah but it's funny because the whole thing's fucking stupid we've been like stockpiling oil for forever much more even recently and we're like we're good and like this shit's just insane you know what I'm saying yeah when oil gets down to like cents per barrel and -hmm. then i was talking to my you know my family about this i'm like you know then this just affects so much of us i i know that's good for me not having to pay high gas prices but i assume this has a cumulative effect yeah it's just like another case to be like we have to get we have to get off of oil even now that we are that much stockpiled for the end of days for forever and ever well then let's get the fuck off of oil dependency like this is just insane yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's even, like, in the conversation now because it's so dire as far as stocks go. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I was just listening to this thing about how they are, I mean, yeah, we've been stockpiling oil, but it wasn't really stockpiling because we needed so much oil. We were trying to replace our dependency on foreign oil with our own oil, which was, like, going into uh, nature preserves and also fracking. And... uh with those two things, we figured out how to uh, lower our own oil prices by creating enough of our own oil. And now, so we like desperately worked on making that happen, and, and we did it. But like you said, no one's driving. And so now there just is oil, and we don't need it, and people have to, have to get rid of it. Yeah. And so they are paying people to take it off their hands and see here is where it gets dicey because i don't really know what i'm talking about but i do know that (laughs) stock and oil is dropping and that uh will hurt the economy and look i'm gonna uh, feed my children oil tonight i mean i feel like we have a mental health podcast and now we are injecting panic into our listeners brains (laughs) (laughs) and we don't need to do that look i love you y'all ever get panicked (laughs) about your oil Sometimes I'm like, I look at my oil, I'm like, you're worthless. <laughs> you are fucking worthless, you barrel of shit. Yeah, man. My son is a barrel. My son's a um, barrel of oil. <laughs> we, um, we're going to take a break this week from reading uh, your stories, which we love doing, and we'll be back to next week. Because, and it's just because we haven't done a check-in with each other about our mental health uh, in general and in quarantine, so we're gonna do that. Do something like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. David Ross, have you now or have you ever uh, seen any movies with a communist in them? I probably every movie I've ever seen. What, uh, Dave? Have you now or have you ever rented a movie from Blockbuster with communists in them? I would bet 
that every single movie I've rented from Blockbuster, which is a lot, I miss Blockbuster. <laughs> I was a Blockbuster man. I hated Hollywood video. Hated. Why? Well, because it was all Hollywood, man. <laughs> okay, that seems like yeah. legit. Yeah, it was legit so fucking... Ugh, yeah, you know? it did seem shittier. It was for just one, all about looks. For one... Uh, okay, well, I will give it up that Blockbuster just had a better aesthetic. Like, it literally... The blue and yellow, like, those are the primary colors that make your eyes go like, what? And Hollywood yeah. Video was black and purple. Yeah, and, you know what's funny shit. is that I and it's I, gross. I didn't mean it. I like don't I I don't think I matter of fact, I think I actually did prefer Hollywood video. I was just being a dumbass. I think I This is good improv where I <laughs> see it and then immediately Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, no, I'm I'm not I didn't you know, if anybody here works at Hollywood Video or ever worked there, <laughs> we're sorry. I just want to say we're uh, so sorry. I'm sorry. No, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm sorry that I uh, oh, didn't play no. into the improv, but I, but I was just kidding. I, I don't know. I but I I hate the colors. Like I literally think those are awful colors. I think that actually, I'm just trying to think of it because it was so fucking long ago. I went to mm -hmm. Blockbuster the most. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I think, no, actually, I, I, my feeling about Hollywood video when I was a kid was that that was the cool one. And, really? Because uh, it was Hollywood. <laughs> because it was Hollywood. But also oh, because damn. Blockbuster was the only thing, and I moved a lot, and there was always Blockbusters. And yeah. then one day, a place called Hollywood Video showed up, and I don't even think I went inside. I was like, whoa, it's different. And yeah. so that means it's good. <laughs> You're like, wow. And there's like a bin of like DVDs, like $2 for 20 DVDs. Was it shittier in there? I, I don't even Dude, know if I went into one. They're exactly the same. They are. Right. I think yeah. they're worse because they. I don't think they had the money. You know what I mean? So like, there's low level differences. Like in the same way, Walmart and Kmart are the same store, but Kmart does worse financially. So there's just it's just unclean. They don't. There's not enough staff. You know. Yes. And they don't take down product quick enough. So it's just gradually getting worse and worse. And that's wow. the thing. Yeah. Man. I would I would I was like a vulture. I would go in and I got just so many DVDs, especially totally. towards the end of oh, like Oh yeah. When Blockbuster was going out of business, mm -hmm. I fucking those racks of like three DVDs for thirty bucks or fifteen five, whatever, <laughs> I would just like load up. Man, do you know Alex <laughs> Price? And now I just like stare at my copy of Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay and <laughs> like, I just want to put I a doing? bullet in my fucking brain. I'm like, man, I can't believe I was like cocky at the time, like <laughs> Only five bucks. What a yeah. deal. And the person <laughs> behind the counter is like, this fucking sap. You won't even watch this once to completion. <laughs> Do you know Alex Price? He's a comic in yeah, Indiana. Yeah. yeah, he's really funny. I like that dude a lot. And uh, he he worked. I'm going to fuck the story up, Alex, if you're listening. Sorry. But if uh, he worked at Blockbuster mm -hmm. when it was failing, and he has this great story about being in a meeting where... Um, they announced that uh, Netflix was going to try to put them out of business. And apparently everyone in the room laughed. Uh, <laughs> like literally was like, oh, sure, nice. whatever, Netflix. 
And fuck, dude, man, I would have killed to be there. Fucking <laughs> man, yeah, yeah, me too, dude. Imagine like you could step up and be the employee who just goes, "Hey, why don't we? Since we already have everyone's address right now, like who gets a membership to our dumb fucking club, like you literally had to get a library card to be like, please, can I hold your VHS tapes? Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So they're already getting all that information. They could have installed a DVD rental program, like mail delivery. Because that's how oh, Netflix yeah. started was just mail delivery. And right. yeah, I remember people being like, well, this will never replace Blockbuster because you got to wait two, three days. And it's like, right. dude, if they'd just been like, hey, hold a sec. We have like literally a Rolodex of all of America that wants to rent DVDs. We have their address for no good fucking reason. Yeah. What if we send them a mailer that's like, tell us what DVDs you want to rent or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they could have literally been they could have killed Netflix in five seconds <laughs> and just and then they would have been the streaming service, you know, whenever the transition. Isn't it so fun to think about like it's uh, I, I think cheese ball and kind of an old guy thing to do, but I don't give a shit. It's it's how old I am. Uh, like what I'm saying is I think people who are under 20 right now don't give a fuck about this conversation we're having. But I think it's so much fun. <laughs> To think about the nexus of all that shit. How, like, I remember oh, yeah. there being a, uh, having a conversation with my mother where she was like, have you heard about these guys, uh, Amazon? They're selling books on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and me being like, really? And, and you're like, and you're like <laughs> I don't know. The stock's only $5. I better not. <laughs> better yeah, not, not move selling on this. oil. Yeah, I they don't were get selling it. Yeah. oil on the internet. Like oil. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, well, you know, the funny thing is because I've, I've worked with, within Netflix and it's, it's really fucked up. Like, they do actually run it like a tech company. And right. their big thing is like they won't tell you what the ratings are on stuff. So right. like they could have a smash hit, like say they, we have no idea how many people saw Tiger King or whatever that thing that just came out that all of America saw. You're mm -hmm. not seeing anything that's like 50 million people all agree Tiger King is. They play it very close to the vest. And right. so when they were doing the DVD thing, same as Amazon, these tech companies are so smart to be like, it's a terrible idea. But we're going to run it at a loss for like 10 years, no yeah. return, and then we'll just, we'll crush Blockbuster. <laughs> we'll just, right. we'll just <laughs> kill Blockbuster, <laughs> and then we'll yeah. be Blockbuster. Right. And it's like, Amazon did that to Barnes & Noble, and you know, every mom and pop shop, and it's like, dude, that's what's wild. When they went from books to being like, yeah, now we sell like condoms and bicycles and like <laughs> totally beds any yeah you can buy a bed on the internet it'll be I, at your house in two days shipping's free you're like what the i fuck? was looking up like <laughs> japanese imports of ds games i was looking up like uh cables for my guitar people? the other day yeah, you can buy people on there <laughs> <laughs> Amazon is proud to present its new dark web feature. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon.onion. So gross. Oh, oh, yeah. Horrifying. Dude, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island just went up for sale on Amazon. This is sweet. And now the fucking best. So this is the best is Amazon <clears throat> is going to start having uh, uh, stores. They're going to have... No. physical stores shut up that I that's crazy no i know and they literally are going to look like barnes and nobles and fucking borders because <laughs> they don't know what to do with all this fucking surplus but put it out and be like eh 
it's cheaper to rent this space and you know in malls that are like empty you know like and dude what? netflix i guarantee you what if netflix starts making red boxes or so you know like Movie They'll make theaters. their own version of Redbox or something. I'll some bet you they'll have, you know? start having fucking movie theaters. That's oh, another that, weird that, thing. That's it. That's it. Holy shit. Yeah. Bing, 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 I, bing, bing. It drives me crazy, uh, the idea of a Netflix movie now. I like, I'm like, the older I get, the more we move on in this, the way that uh, media is, I, I just hate Netflix. I, uh, because, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still okay. use it. I mean, I fucking pay for it and mm-hmm. I, they have some good shit. But I just feel like, when they started out, they branded themselves as another HBO, as like we have high end content, and their that branding still mm-hmm. exists. But they stopped making high end content, content, except for their fucking documentaries. Their documentaries are great, and they sp- and they're sporadic things. But overall, you're right. It's like that no longer goes along with oh it's a netflix series i should check it out like totally. now if you said that to people be like dude it's this new netflix series like everyone's like. Fuck, Who gives no. a shit? <laughs> no yeah, way no, they am went I from check that out, you they know? were the new HBO and now they're the new CBS fucking at best. And uh, oh, dude, and, it's the best show. It's on Christian television <laughs> at two a.m. You have to see it. Like that's the well, same. Well, the other recommending a thing Netflix that they're show. doing is that they uh, now. I, I think the thing that made me like mad at them <laughs> is their movies because I just yeah. feel like. They did an amazing thing. I feel like it's a true feat that they've accomplished, man, where they took uh, making major budget movies with talented people and turned that into made-for-TV movies. Like, did you see Steven Soderbergh and the Coen brothers and Michael Bay have all made direct-to-Netflix movies, and they all somehow suck. What's Michael (laughs) Bay's? That's weird. He's never sucked. (laughs) Dude, what Michael is Bay my, is Michael great Bay's? at making those. It's a uh, Spencer Confidential, I think. No, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, looks so fucking bad. That wait, looks no, so me, fucking bad. Hold on, or maybe that's the Steven Soderbergh one. Uh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm looking oh, this shit. up right now. Spencer Confidential is. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's Peter Berg. Wait, hold on. Um, uh, it's an accurate call, though, to say that like TV movies, because it's like I saw that Brad Pitt movie War Machine that they put oh, out. Dude, sorry for an, it's Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds, which no one even saw that movie. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. You're right. Like Michael Bay has a bunch of pop bullshit, but he's good at making that shit. And even they couldn't even make a regular good Michael Bay movie for Netflix. <laughs> Do they like? I don't know what they are. What do they do? I don't understand. Uh, anyway. Who are these people? <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a, it's not on the net and it's not even flicks. Well, well I mean, they got uh, Scorsese doing The Irishman, which I think a lot of people Ugh. think was good. Um, I thought it was boring as fuck. And Me from too. an edit, editing standpoint, it's like it's a fine story and I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. the performances, but you could if you could easily trim an hour off. But the, the, actually, then people made a good point that basically Scorsese made a, a limited series like you should watch it in hour and a half increments and there's like real like definitive points where it's like stop watching here hour and a half hour and a half here like yeah you get through that thing a lot better but it's like yeah i don't know they kind of fucked it up and then they just it's it's weird man they don't know what they're doing and then like the uh ramifications of it are of like well you've kind of um 
you've like debased the cost of everything. <laughs> you've yeah. influxed so much money that you've debased everything. When you start paying like $60 million for a stand-up special, it then ruins other right. people just coming up to do a stand-up special. Oh, right, right. Because you've right. just now changed the game to where it's like, what's your what's your special? Oh, you shot it for like 15 grand? It's bullshit. Suck, Good dude. luck trying to get that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like then a lot to get, of those... like YouTube to see that shit. It, they also suck, though. That's what's. Uh, well, sure. I, you know what? I'm aware that. I wish I had the words to articulate this better, because I know that the Irishman is respected. I mean, it was up for Best Picture or whatever. I know that a lot of people liked it, but also I feel like if I could put, like. There's some words to describe this phenomenon, which is it's just worse. <laughs> That's oh, not yeah. the right word. Well, all but I'm saying is this is they flood it with content. So that became Netflix's thing is once they um, started being competitive, their new thing is not um, exclusive content. It's we make all of the content. If you really look at like yeah. how much other companies produce, it's like – even if you just hate all of it, they just have made so much new shit. It's it's constant, and they that, therefore the quality is really down. Yeah, but what and, is and that quality thing? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what is it? I, I know that even the people that love The Irishman can see this. There's something about it. It's like the lighting, or maybe you're right, maybe the <laughs> length. But it's just like there's this weird through line. David Van Huysen... Uh, it was a great comic pointed out to me once he's like I, I fucking can't watch Amazon shows because they're all lit the same way yeah and there's something are. about about how these internet companies work where they just there's some room somewhere where they're like yeah let's just save money in this specific way that makes all their shit suck like why the fuck did <laughs> Ballad of Buster Scruggs suck it just sucks <laughs> It, it I liked so it. Bad. I thought it was good, man. Oh man, but wasn't it as good okay. as other Cohen Brothers shit? Well, um, definitely better than intolerable, intolerable cruelty, which is like their worst Hampton? shit ever. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I gotta, I gotta say, what man, I, I literally, fuck? I tried to rewatch Intolerable Cruelty, and was like, this is, I can't. We, we had to stop. But Ballad I found of, it quite tolerable. <laughs> but Ballad of Buster Scruggs, while it's not their best, and not, I mean, like No Country for Old Men, or like. Even exactly. like Raising Arizona is my favorite movie ever made. But but so they do the wacky and they do the serious. But Ballad of Buster Scruggs, in the context that I saw it, was a great movie because I saw it with my dad and we both could enjoy it. It, it was simple enough and, mm -hmm. you know, direct enough of like, here's where it's deep. Here's where it's being goofy that I, I, mm. I was like solid B minus. Like, sure. you know what I mean? Like I walked sure. away being like solid B minus intolerable you know, cruelty. I'm like, that's a, I don't know. I, D, I actually D. never saw intolerable cru cruelty. Uh, I believe, so I believe you. And also, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst. I enjoyed, uh, watching about a bunch of drugs. You know what I think it is though, is it's like, it's not my standards are very high with them. Uh -huh. And I wonder if like, there's just a, cause what all those movies have in common is that they just sort of, are a little cornball in comparison to their theatrical releases. And I just wonder if there's like hmm. an inherent subconscious <laughs> psychological thing where everyone on set knows they're making something that's just going to fucking go to Netflix. Damn, and, uh, <laughs> dude. You're kind of making me upset. <laughs> 
You're kind of making me upset. I literally, so there's, um, there, this is happening in comic books as well, where they're actually starting to maybe streamline this a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a great comic writer, Mark Miller. It's not Frank Miller. It's Mark Miller. And he's, uh, he made like Kick-Ass. Uh, oh, okay. And he, he, he makes all these really great uh, comics. And he kind of struck a deal with Netflix where like he's going to have his own like channel inside of Netflix producing like he, he basically writes comics under his own label that's like it's like kick-ass he owns the rights to it and he's like you get yeah. kick-ass as one show you get this as one show or whatever and like um, so there's a comic he just made that's like it's called the magic order it's like it's like about wizards fighting it's it's really good but it's like <laughs> uh-huh. literally on the comic now it, it like is branded with Netflix on the side, which I've never seen in comic books before. Like, they've never been wow. like, you know, this is ABC or some shit. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this, no, that's a, t- <laughs> that's a TV company putting its label where, like, image comic should be. And, right. I mean, you're bumming me out because I'm like, <laughs> fuck, it's getting, mm-hmm. it's like getting more and more streamlined where it's like yeah, direct totally. from comic book to now the TV show I'm going to watch and it's like Netflix owned every part of that creative process. And I'm like, it's no longer they're discovering stuff. It's all like, it's like in-house. Part and, of their and therefore branding. it makes me think like the writer wrote it to be like, here's how this Netflix series is going to play out. Yeah. Which is fine. But I would say in a, a lot of times. It takes com- the heart out of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. In comics, it, 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 that would make you take a lot less risks. Yeah. Like the reason Watchmen's so hard to make into a movie is because there's so many fucking risks. There's so many details yeah. and things and, and sub stories that it's it doesn't really work as a A to B to C story. It's like, here's a lot of different things. And that's one of the things I enjoy about comic books. And it's like, oh, shit, now everyone's going to be like, OK, so, you know, the hero escapes prison and he's on the run and there's an agent and he's got darks, you know, like they're just writing yeah. the Netflix show. And it's like and he's got a secret. Right. And like and that's like how they started doing TV a long time ago. Like when Lost came in. Uh-huh. They started just doing these big pitches. They're like, yeah. okay, the pilot's going to be, you know, like a billion dollars. Everyone lives under a dome. <laughs> <laughs> the entire town lives under a dome. And it's like... And it Isn't just, that a real show that's yeah. called Under the Dome? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it just like doesn't go anywhere. And it's like, yeah, because yeah, you're trying to write TV through comics. And, and that's the same as trying to write a song to be a TV show. You know, yeah. it's like, it, it's just not the same thing. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Makes me think that I was both right and wrong when I said that thing about everybody on set. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it could be that they all know it's like for Netflix, so it's just not as cool to them. But also, maybe even deep, more deeply subconscious, the feeling of like, yeah, we're not making this to make a big, amazing thing. We're making mm-hmm. a fucking product for a multinational corporation to uh make money uh you just like know that in the back of your head even though but that's fucked up because you're always at that level uh making something for a major corporation but for some reason it's different it's definitely and i think because in film just like the difference between making a you know what it is i like uh the if i think about how it would feel making a cable show versus making a network show 
I would be so much more excited on the cable show, even if when it came down to it, everyone working on the network show was more talented and better at what they do, just because there's more heart and soul and energy Usually and freedom. Freedom. And, yeah. Yeah. And also there's all these overlords and all these people watching oh, yeah. and rules in the network stuff. And then naturally yeah. you watch network TV and it's like a little cheesy, even yeah. the best ones. It's like if, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I want people to also sell out creatively if they want. Like it's fine for sure. a band to write an ad jingle, but if you kind of construct if you start changing the business to where like only ad jingles start being number one hits, then it just creates this ripple effect of like you start losing creativity and stuff like right. that. And it's like, yeah, it's just playing this. Um, it's weird, man. When they start pumping in money and that's what they've done time and time again is they just pump in the money because and they don't have to prove profit and they just ruin right. the rest of the business. So like a, it'll be like, It'll be financially irresponsible for you to write a comic book that doesn't work as some sort of TV show. Like, yeah, that that, you know, that would just be putting right. everything or at risk, which is figures. already true. But it's like, you know, right. But that's funny. It, yeah. It, it, I mean, it like that ruined fucking Star Wars. I feel yeah. like that phenomenon is exactly what ruined Star Wars. The uh, like, you can watch Episode One and be like, "Oh, this dude wanted action figures." Like, it's obvious. <laughs> it's fucking obvious that the movie was yeah. designed to sell toys. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah, it is weird too to be someone who makes content and wants to make a living at it in this era where it's commodified so much. So it's like, on the one hand, good that it's possible to make money in a lot of different creative fields. It's like something that a lot of companies are hungry for. But then on the other hand, it's even harder to do exactly what you artistically love yeah. because you have such access to making a little bit of money doing not exactly who you are. Yeah. It's really painful. And the thing, and the thing is, is like <laughs> the only things that are interesting to us are things that are like solely like an artistic expression. You know what I mean? Yeah. A pure voice of someone is what's like attractive uh, you know to to follow and it's like yeah it's when everything starts sounding like Coldplay like you're fucked <laughs> totally <laughs> like when everything starts becoming you know corporate radio you're fucked yeah I mean when it's all yellow <laughs> it's all yellow <laughs> did and you it was know all like, yellow. he literally in an interview was like he was like it's yellow because that was just the color I chose Jesus just like, fucking Christ, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I was just like, it could have been a chair. I just was saying something. It was about the, I was like, oh, okay. I liked it uh, because <laughs> it sort of rhymes with pillow. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. See, what I was not, doing was I was trying there. to write a song and yellow, numerous words rhyme with it. Mellow. Mellow. And uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Damn. Uh, pillow, the website Zillow, you know. <laughs> Buy a home <laughs> and make doing it yellow. Ads for Zillow, mm -hmm. Zillow, paint your house yellow. Zillow. I, I saw a house; <laughs> it was on sale <laughs> in escrow. It was true, and it was all Zillow. <laughs> Good, easy, easy to write song parodies. I challenge you, Weird Al, to a shitty songathon. Uh. What we were just talking about is like a pretty good segue into, I don't know, 
I, I'm interested to hear how you're doing mentally, but I think I'm thinking about career shit a lot. We talked about it a little off mic, but I'm like, um, one cool thing about quarantine is that it's like highlighting what I like and dislike about my life, my regular life before quarantine. And, um, one of them is, is, yeah, it's weird. It's like, I, I want to make a more stable living making comedy and uh, I scheme on that a lot but then every time I'm about to do something in that regard like I can't I I can't even guess what version of what I do uh, would fit me into uh, like say a writer's room for a big show where I would make more stable money hmm and so I all, almost hmm. every time I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to make my own thing. But if I'm being totally honest, I haven't been completely with the podcast I am but and in stand-up. But then in other shit that I make, I'm, I'm all, there's always a part of it that is like, how do you make this appeal to more people? Right. And, and I will say that one cool thing about quarantine is I think it's removing that from my brain because I'm just seeing how sad this and how hard this all is. Mm. And my, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I think I'm just, okay. For example, I'll give a better, an example. I would, my dream is to have a sketch TV show. I grew up watching sketch on TV. It's my favorite thing. Mm. I love making sketch. I have made some like my old sketch group women, uh, the shirt I'm wearing yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, you make sketches that was like already a, on your own. Yeah, totally. And I make some on my own. <clears throat> Women is a perfect example of us doing whatever the fuck we wanted, and then, uh, but then, we did whatever we wanted, and we got attention from. Oh wow, I haven't talked about this in a while, but this is real. I uh, we got attention from it, and then that took us into. That's how I got representation, and so I got agents and managers for the first time. And then we were they they were like, okay, what's your TV show? And we came up. But everyone that we talked to was like, we love your sketches, but we can't make a sketch TV show with you. Yeah, yeah. People don't want that. You hear that yeah. a lot when you go into meetings. Yeah, it's like, what's the show version of this sketch series you've been doing? Totally. Like, that's backwards, yeah. Yes, exactly. We love your sketches, but no one wants sketch. Who's looking the back, hero? <laughs> yeah, who's exactly. the lead? Yeah. How does this relate to yeah. the working man or the try regular to, person? Yeah, try to make any show that just involves three main characters like no one no one's the lead that you're really following that alone is impossible you know like they don't want to hear it they don't want to hear it and it's so interesting because like i said i mean it's just everything i've ever gotten in my career was because someone liked my sketches or someone liked my stand-up or both and then i get into the room and they're like yeah but do something that isn't either of those things mm -hmm. and so that is what i'm talking about that has driven me to sort of mine my brain for non- those things that uh, could be me also. Yeah. And now, even like I've, the way I think about sketch, I'm like, how do I package? I've tried. I've made pilot presentations of sketch shows alone. I've like shot different things with different people to include in those pilot presentations. This is true. I've made like numerous pilot presentations of sketch shows of me trying to make it work. And it never worked. So I never released it or showed anyone. 
And now I'm just realizing, like, dude, I don't know what else. I just, I think, fuck it, man. I think I'm going to make a sketch show where everybody dies you know, or whatever. <laughs> I, uh, you like just burst into a room with a fucking gun and you're like, here's my new sketch show. It's like the darkest thoughts. I'm, I'm just, Johnny Knoxville. I'm about to shoot everyone in the room challenge. I think that if I'm really honest with myself, when I feel sad about comedy, mm. it is because it's hard to have a stable living, but it's more so that it's hard to have a stable living and that I'm trying to find a stable living by doing yeah. things that aren't entirely me. And yeah. I just fuck that. I don't know. Dude. <laughs> like, so, is it? Do I have to do both? Fuck that. And I'll have a job. I don't give a shit. I don't think it's selling out if you still do the things that you love. And so that's why I was comfortable trying to amend what I do to fit into a mold. But like, hmm. you know what I mean? I would be in a writer's room for a network TV show. I don't give a shit. That doesn't mean I'm not still me. But fucking, I don't know, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm being serious. I, it's, it's, really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't I mean, been. I guess you were. I've well, been there a couple times. It's pretty. It's pretty. I don't know, man. I mean, like, say, I worked on the worst example is ridiculousness, uh-huh. um, which is literally making a show that's more popular than Game of Thrones, and uh-huh. is doing insane ratings. Is so popular, like Make a Wish kids are there on set. Like this right. dude is beloved. People are screaming. They cry when they see him. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so yeah. I, I'm seeing myself make a show that is uh, beloved. I don't care for it. I mean, like, I found a way to definitely turn off my brain and enjoy watching YouTube clips. Like any moron can just, right. you know, do that. But I'm literally write, writing like Ow my balls. You know, jokes. Right. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. And and so I wouldn't joke. say people are like depressed there, but there is definitely a I have given up on my dreams really co- common mentality that's just commonly talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's especially people who work there, it's just like, um, yeah, like I do this. You know, I, I you know, man, they would like get drunk like all the time. Like really trying because the, and they'd like not cry or anything it's almost like people who don't cry dealing with emotions mm-hmm. of just like getting fucked up and being like you know what you do that's just that's what i really want to be do- that's what i moved here for and now i work here Whoa. you know what i mean and it's like yeah so I've, I've seen that i've seen other versions where like i've worked on cool shit also and then like yeah. there's uh but then th- that works very limited. It goes away right away. Any cool job I've had is only like three, four weeks, and then you- it's over, you know? Uh, and then there'd be writers in there who work all the time in other rooms. And the way they would talk about their lives. And it's like, even if they're cool, like, honestly, there were some people I was like, that dude's the funniest fucking coolest dude. It was still like, well, if you dig a little bit deeper, he's like, a complete wreck like he's a drunk he would just you know couldn't uh turn stuff in on time like because he hated the stuff he worked on you know what i mean like complete self-saboteur and i just i, I was kind of just seeing how much um p- doing something that you don't genuinely want to do it's like the money can make you forget about it for a second, but y- if you stay there long enough, it will not matter. The larger yeah. thing will be, I hate my fucking life. Right. And it's like, that's why I left, dude. I was like, literally like, I'm miserable here. 
there were some personal conflicts with some people, but it was like, really, I was like, the problem is I'm writing out my balls jokes, and I really want to like, yeah, see how far I can actually take stand up. In the end, I mean, I believe me, I've had the common thoughts of like, oh my god, that show is still literally on air. I'd mm-hmm. be a producer there. I probably have sh- sold a different show to MTV by right. now. Like my life would have been at least secure, and I would have right. had that steady paycheck the entire time. I probably would have fucking gotten in a lot of stocks and shit. I would have bought oil now <laughs> when it's super yeah, cheap. You know, buy what I mean? oil. <laughs> and I see my friends who who stayed there, but they they seem pretty sad. They have money, but they're definitely like, I don't like this show, but 20 seasons, like, what am I going to leave? Like I've, I'm being paid so fucking much at this point. And it's like, damn, man, I don't know. I I guess that was a real like moral quandary I came to where I was like, I'd already been there six seasons. Yeah. And I was like, I could, I could definitely stay, but, um, you know, what's funny is that like, yeah, this makes sense. I, um, I think that there's a certain, and this is true, like, I mean, dude, I came up, I used to be a person who was like, wait, you sold out? Mm. You're a fucking, you're a fucking <laughs> loser, dude. And we didn't even know what selling out was. No idea. No one's yeah, even was... offered me anything to sell. So <laughs> not, no one's I ever going buy. No FX said you weren't supposed to do it. And so I was like, well, yeah. it's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> And um, and so I still out. have that. Uh, it's probably why I'm talking about this this way. I still have that in my brain in a lot of ways. It's important to me to stay true to yourself, but also at the same time, I think I really do think that a lot a lot of that mentality is unhealthy, to the extent that like I think that half of it is you doing what you love, but then half of it is your own psychology. I think that. Um, for ex- a lot of the reasons I don't want to quote sell out is that I feel like the people in the mainstream are my high school bullies and wow. I don't want to make shit that they like because that would mean I'd have to put up with them. And that's a yeah. pretty crazy thing to admit, but I think it's true. Um, and so, yeah, totally. And so removing that from the equation, if that's something you're acting on, I think it's healthy to be like, okay, what, I, and I notice myself doing that. I'll write things, and then I like won't even examine a certain type of joke because it's too normal or whatever. And I mm-hmm. think examining whatever exists in your voice that has mass appeal is good. And that's kind of what I mean mm-hmm. is the positive side of that world you were just talking mm-hmm. about. That said, though, even that is becoming like... I guess what what I was saying about my own personal feelings in quarantine is I'm sort of like... Dude, I don't know what life is anymore. I don't even know what this is. I know I'm upset a lot of the time. Yeah. I feel like, fuck it all. Burn it down. I'm going to make exactly the specific fucking thing my brain completely desires. Mm -hmm. Because... I don't know what else to do. I don't know, Dave. I think, that, <laughs> I think the HBO deal is just around the corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. We have literally now more than ever nothing to lose. I mean, it's like, really? Like, there's yeah. no deals coming. There's no deals. No one's pick, No one's being like, just pitch me your show ideas. Right. Even that. Like, it's gone for a while, at least. It has to go Betty by while. The it has rest to go of, what? It has to go Betty by while oh, the okay. rest of the world <laughs> deals with its shit. That little part of, like, you know, entertainment and, like, it's you know, Betty by. Production. Uh, it's got it's to go Betty by. It's got to go Betty by. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> I get it. Dude, yeah, you got to tuck it in. I, want, I would love to get back out there and, yeah, like, try and, I don't know. I, I, I really, 
<laughs> wish things were back to normal. Ah, uh, man. Uh, there's no other way to phrase that. I just wish things were better. You know, typical shit. Dude, I think I was saying this to you off mic. I actually... Uh, it can sound... It could... Depending on how you hear it... <laughs> not you, but whoever. Uh, oh, this could sound so shitty. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm actually not. I don't really want it to end. <laughs> That's true. That's how I've been feeling this oh, week. Yeah. I've been feeling like I don't want quarantine to end. And, like, obviously I want it to end. Like, I want people to be uh, healthy and shit. No, you're right. I want people no, to no, die. Mean, no, no. I've, no, I wasn't. I wasn't right. equating that. Um, you're right. No, but, um, like, uh, you make it. Dude, there's such an interesting thing right now that, like, apparently after all of this, you know, um, everyone got, like, uh, money from the government and like uh, gunning, going on unemployment. Like, I don't know. There was something recently people were posting about how people are earning more during coronavirus than they were in their oh, regular wow. lives. Whoa. And it's like, um, it's it's kind of like this massive conversation of like, oh yeah, everyone was working like three jobs and like, <laughs> yeah. it was already like an insane position that everyone just uh, convinced themselves was normal for yeah. people to need, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's like really highlighting bad. what's what's good and bad about mm-hmm. life and uh, and the reason I I'm having this feeling is like if quarantine were to end tomorrow, mm-hmm. then I would not have my shit together i would just have all these thoughts in my brain that are like i'm unhappy and uh the more that it goes on the more Mm. i can reflect and look it's also pretty insane to be like look by the end of quarantine i'm gonna figure it all out there's no excuse there's really no excuse for you to not figure it out your entire life i mean dave weren't you imprisoned for a month or two you clearly should have fixed your entire life after yeah everyone in prison uh, knows what's up yeah it's like i'm sure everyone's gonna come out mentally really awesome out of this you know what i mean like not but i would like to live or die for two months yeah it's totally a crazy way to feel but i would like to come out of this and act on Mm-hmm. What I think is bad about my life. Yeah, you know what I well, mean. Damn. You know the funny thing is that's an active problem for everyone. I mean, not not everyone, but like anyone who just wants to address the problems in their life. Like, it's good that you see these things, but that mm-hmm. was always you know anytime you maybe had recognized this, even if things were just normal and you'd recognize these problems, you'd still want to do the right things to fix them. Right. right. I mean, it a, a big. Th- thing that I've been uh, looking up recently is like, you know, ways to kind of help your mental behavior slowly over time is really just like pointing out the behavior that's wrong at first. Yeah. It's just acknowledging it and giving it space to be acknowledged. And right. it starts setting up in your brain all this kind of system of like just putting more space between yourself and the decision and the the thing, you know? Yeah. And I mean, uh, I think it's fine to realize there's things wrong with your life for sure. I mean, you know, that's growing. Oh, so now you're saying there's things wrong with my life. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely the shirt, you know, it's clothing, it's uh, smell. I can't, I can't pick up the smell, but I know, I know. We are, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're watching us on YouTube, you might not know this. We are talking over (laughs) smell-o-vision. But, you know, I think like 
the only way I've ever been able to make any sort of progress is at least just acknowledging the problems. And it's always the mm. most painful part because you you realize all your flaws. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, you're living in your flaws for at least a second, which is yeah. healthy. I mean, and you're right. You'll you maybe don't know what to do next. But here's the thing, Anton. I, you know, I feel like if yeah. I play my cards right, by the end of quarantine, I won't have any flaws. <laughs> like, at all. I think they'll be gone, you know? If I just keep thinking about how sad I am, mm-hmm. then one day I'll be perfect. Yeah, you'll probably be perfect. That's what Jesus did, you know? Yeah, he was perfect, and then he, <laughs> he died. Just said, he just said, people probably hate me. Probably probably every all the apostles hate me. And that's how I became perfect. Yeah. And I use Jesus perfect. as my definition of perfection because I'm <laughs> stupid. Well, he's so tall. I, I honestly should get more into Buddhism and figure out. Absolutely. Because so much of that is uh, really based on what the individual, you know, wants to see in themselves as far as perfection and shit like that, which I don't think Jesus ever really, you know, touches on. I think he. You know, he's a lot of like, you're not, you're not so bad. <laughs> like that's about, that's about as deep as he goes. Right. You know, you're probably fine if you listen to me. Um, I know it tells you a lot about the type of people, the type of places, areas of the world, communities that are uh, Christian and that Christianity took hold in. <laughs> that like it literally, the whole basis of Christianity is just like. Hey, fucking, you know, you're, you're not that bad, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, I want to join, like, a South Korean church so bad. Like, you know, it's like, because totally. you're like, you're always like, how, how, how do yeah. South Koreans justify being like, I'm into Jesus Christ. And it's Whoa. like. It's like it's nowhere near like that's clearly like white people putting that on you in like recent times, you know, like um, but uh, I think um, I don't know. Helps them get through the day, I guess. That's interesting. Well, yeah, that's a tough call because sure, it definitely feels like imperialism, but fucking who knows, man? I don't know. Maybe just like because the idea of Jesus is Christianity is fucked up as a system, like the way that it. I mean, so many people. I'm I mean, not saying anything there's crazy. There's two popes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were the Netflix made a fucking awful movie about there being two popes. There's two popes: the one young pope cup. and the new pope. <laughs> <laughs> two popes, one cup. Hell yeah, Just dude! Take... <laughs> and it's like a gold cup. No, I hear um, you. Christianity is pretty. Uh, I mean, that's the only one I feel safe talking about because I was raised Catholic. Yeah, and it's I fucked know up how as an organization. It is. Yeah. But Jesus as a figure uh, is uh, has coming from a great place, right? So, like, mm. well, look at how much Christianity has gotten twisted. I would imagine that the same thing happens in Buddhism when it's a system and when it's tied to the yeah, government totally. and things like that. Well, it was used so to maybe, basically oppress yeah. the Tibetan people. I mean, uh, right? So maybe that's why South Koreans run to Christianity, because they're like, fuck, dude, fuck <laughs> the system. That's a good point. Shit. Yeah. You, oh, the guy. Uh, you guys are Christians, man. Let me tell you, we just had some Buddhists through here. Pieces. Of, they all know kung fu. <laughs> it's disastrous. For me, it's a hard pick between Christianity and Buddhism because I don't know. Do I want a fat god or a tall god? You know, <laughs> which <laughs> it's really uh, big dude. and tall. You got to pick big or tall you gotta out here. You got to choose Abbott or Costello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Pinky works. or the brain. Laurel which one? or Hardy? I don't. Pinky or the brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
day. <laughs> Jesus Christ is pinky. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. sure. What are we going to do today, Buddha? Yeah. <laughs> and Xenu's Elmira and the brain. Remember when they did the spinoff? Oh, totally. So Xenu <laughs> is Elmira. <laughs> Xenu's Elmira, pinky and the brain. Um, um, damn. How are you, Hampton? I feel like we're wrapping up here, but before we go, I want to know where your head's at. Uh, deeply suicidal. You guys, check out the Patreon at uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash y'all ever if you uh-huh. want more amazing, fun content from me and my fun man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am Frost, your fun man, aren't I? little fun man. Hampton and um, the fun man. I don't know, man. I think in general, pretty bad. Like, yeah. this is easily the most depressed I have been since, like, when I was most suicidal, like, end of high school, college. Uh, and I'll be totally frank, like, it's really steered pretty dark, you know? Like, um, but I, I think I, I'm also a little bit more, like tuned in to the conspiracy theory news you know what i mean like yeah i get a little i'm i'm really trying to watch my intake of like news and just trying to actually separate and focus on like um be, I, I i guess i call it you know getting zen you know you just want to have your brain kind of off for a while yeah and uh i'm trying more and more to just focus on that like i don't want to be happy because then that kind of tends to dip into like sad. Because uh, oh. then I'm like, well, what? I'm happy. Why am I happy? Is oh, because I'm not sad. No, I'm sad. <laughs> like you know, like it's oh, easy to oscillate back and forth. But if you're kind of like turning your brain's car engine off, mm. you know what I mean? That's that's what I want to do for just a little bit. Um, you just want to idle. Yeah, I just want to, like, because right now we're all on this really insane journey, like a cross country in our mental car. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to go the entire trip across the United States. You have to pull over every now and then and just, like, you know, stretch your legs. You got to you gotta stop. You have to stop intaking all of what's happening around you because it's just fucking a mile a minute literally this morning i wake up and i'm like oh there's credible uh sexual assault allegations against joe biden cool great it's not like anything was riding on this <laughs> you know it's like I know, cool dude. great you know like you have to and, and that's like day to day i don't even know like how that story is going to play out but i mean it's like to check out the news every day is like probably not healthy and i've been advising both of my parents recently like they love to just have the news on all day. And right now that they're both just at home, it's like literally all day watching the news. Damn. And I'll be like, you can't watch that shit, man. It's really bad for you. Like, I've brought this up before. And they're like, they th- the funny thing is to them, that, that generation, that's like being as informed as possible. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. I just turn on, you know, yeah. Fox News or CNN all day. How? Can, what do you mean I don't know what's up? And it's like... <laughs> Dude, you're and and then they're like, my both my parents are like, pretty fucking depressed right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's hard. Like literally, I was talking to my dad the other day, and I was like, just tell him I'm like, man, it's really hard because uh, I'm really like, there's no hope sort of thing. And then like, he was calling me up to be like, by the way, there's no hope. And um, oh, I damn. also I also don't. Feel- <laughs> And I was like, man, I know I hear you, but I'm just not in a good zone right now. Like, all I'm going to do is be like, I know, 
I, I know. And we just have like an hour long conversation and being like, I know, man. Yeah, this is this is really bad, you know, man. So I think my thing is I have to detach a little. And yeah. that's it's like I know things are bad. And as I'm saying before with you, it's like, you know, if I acknowledge these behaviors and I can just do that, then I can work my way around them like. I'm never going to be an anxiety-free person as long as I don't I, – I currently don't take any anxiety medication or anything. Mm-hmm. So all I can do is, uh, like, live my life with that knowledge and work around yeah. it, you know, and uh, try and make everybody else more anxious so I seem like the reasonable one. Totally. I think that's actually kind of secretly what I try to do. Like, I often am always like, have you heard the most fucked up news? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always trying to, like – Bum people out. That way they'll be like, actually, it's it's totally fine. Right. That's the thing is I, I love being proven wrong or changing my mind. Like at, at first when I was talking to my older brother about coronavirus, I was like, oh, this is all going to breeze over, dude. And like the flu kills, you know, <laughs> flu kills more right. people. Like I, I was said, that guy too. I was on the yeah. phone though just to him. And he was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, shut up. And um Man, yeah. uh, that's interesting. Detaching is how you're coping with it. I think it's healthy. I think that if you experience extreme emotional highs and lows, yeah, I think uh, like managing your own emotions. That's what you're talking about. You're like, yeah, yeah, managing your emotions. I, I think mean, that's it, good. It's kind of like no one can not get mad right now or anxious or depressed like so it's more just managing those levels trying not to feel it as hard as you could yeah interesting it's like it's totally reasonable to be anxious because you don't know what's happening it's totally reasonable to be depressed because work is in question and it's like all these things are totally normal and the same way if this was just happening in your personal life but you do have to also like uh, go, okay, this thing is making me crazy anxious and sad and depressed. And I'm going to stop touching that like aching tooth. I'm going to stop touching the thing that like, ow, like I just want to f- touch the thing that hurts. Yeah. It's like you got you, you to stop, dude. <laughs> right. Totally. That's great. I, I mean, it's not great that you're going through it, but it's like a great metaphor. And I think a lot of people do that. I think the advantage is... they have a problem and they keep poking it. I think the advantage is having been through pretty bad suicidal depression. Yeah. That I know what it feels like as I'm going through it. Right. And go, okay, it is. This is what it is. Uh, now let's, um, you know, let's uh, live because I got a dog and a wife and, <laughs> you know, yeah. I got some responsibilities here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Also, yeah, the uh, between living and not living, living is a far better choice, you know? <laughs> if you're not alive, then how can you be suicidal? <laughs> you can't think about killing yourself if you're dead. It'd be kind of dope to, um, <laughs> like, shoot myself in the head, and I leave a note for Georgia to read that just says, you never clean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, like you clean up this mess. <laughs> <laughs> the most pe- um, and the fa- sad thing is she is better at cleaning. I just think it'd be funny to be that petty. It would be like I'm even in the wrong. She'd be like, "What the fuck? I did the dishes." Or like you don't even leave a note. You, there's just a business card for topless maids. 
Call them. I know the topless maids will clean up my death. It's going to be too hard to clean me up. I know you're going to want to have some topless maids come through. <laughs> you're going to want a little entertainment while your husband's getting washed off the ground. Um, damn, this guy real dark. Uh, man, well, I'm glad we caught up. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like, just as we said at the beginning, we're not professionals, so we can't offer um, solutions no, yeah. to problems. But I do hope that listening to us share helps and helps your... Uh, brain yeah. get into the right place about whatever yeah. you're going through. It's hard right now. And also, I, okay. to sort of repeat what we just said, do stay alive. Uh, suicidal feelings are natural mm. and if you have depression, it will happen. But uh, even though yeah. this is pretty dire and dark, we will get through it and you, you're okay. We love you, you know? <laughs> yeah, Truly. exactly. I think it's like, um, it's natural. And I'm, I hope maybe you understand, uh, my point of view of like, you know, recognizing it and therefore getting through it, you know? Yeah. Seeing the it'd, emotion. It'd be crazy if like, you're, you're sad right now. Why dude? I'm playing video games all the right. time. <laughs> like exactly. I'm just ignoring the reality of like how sad I am. What? Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't fucking watching Gianna Michaels videos? <laughs> like, coming up with dumb bits for your podcast? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, in what we just talked about between what you said about managing your emotions and about what I said about fixing my whole life. Uh, what's a good y'all ever prompt for our listeners next week? <laughs> um, um. Y'all ever feel? <laughs> y'all ever feelings? What's yeah. y'all's feelings? Okay, actually, I do think this is a good one. Like, y'all ever feel like you don't want the quarantine to end? And that's oh, fine yeah. for for good feelings or bad ones. I'm actually fine if you want to tell us what stuff you're doing to, like, you know, zone yeah. out. I'm pretty bad at, like, just zoning out with, um, you know, games and comics. I'm trying to get back there to just enjoying stuff. But if yeah. you have stuff you want to share with us, please. And also, if you have the other end... <laughs> That. Totally. That's a good one. Y'all ever don't want y'all ever not want quarantine to end for whatever reason. That's cool, man. I like that one. Yeah. Maybe you're like, I'm going to have to finally, uh, you know, see all those abusive people in my life again <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Or just like, man, I'm really dude. I'll tell you one positive of me in the last week. Mm. I've been like wanting another massive world video game to play. <laughs> and I did a bunch of research and I decided to buy Final Fantasy IX because uh, I have a Switch. So seven is the like old version. Um, yeah, I yeah. Would, and uh, Final Fantasy IX is the German version of Final <laughs> Fantasy. No, exactly. You just, no, one hundred percent. No more fantasies. <laughs> you will not have a Final Fantasy. There will be no more fantasies. Nine. <laughs> uh, and it's good. And I'll tell you what, man. Mm. I definitely don't want quarantine to end before I beat that game. <laughs> because <laughs> the most selfish reason possible. Wait, I'll be down in a minute. <laughs> I'm beating Sephiroth's uh, brother. Sephiroth's, oh, Sephiroth. Sephiroth's wow, uh, girlfriend, reference. dude. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. The email is y'all ever email at gmail.com. Uh, we don't really get a lot of voicemails, but if you have a voicemail, that would be dope. It's yeah. 802-43-BUTTS. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash y'all ever. We are going to be reading a listener email over there uh, on our bonus episode this week. 
Yeah, it's and, uh, once a week, and it's a real easy way to support the podcast. We know it's yeah. kind of a financial strain on a lot of people, but for you know five dollars a month, less than the cost of uh, uh, of a Wendy, car, a Wendy's combo <laughs> <laughs> once a month, less than a car, uh, yeah, it costs less, less than a Hyundai Elantra. Once a month, you can support us in a very pure and uh, cool way. And we really uh, enjoy that. So patreon.com slash y'all ever. Yeah. And you guys are the best. You're the best audience fucking ever. We love you so dearly. We're glad you're alive. Um, Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Glad you're alive, guys. Take care. A podcast network.